multiple cryptocurrency exchanges in Canada, as it turns out, may be restricting the yearly amount of cryptocurrency that people can buy. And this is evidently being done on behalf of the Canadian government or at the request of the Canadian government. But of course, it's it goes without saying that if a company is restricting the amount of stuff you can buy from them, they're doing so on the behalf of a government. Mm, that Be- makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, as a as someone who's owned businesses before, n- none of which actually dealt in, you know, products, that, but like Chris Wade um, or Mr. Penguin, rather, owns uh, Think Penguin, which is a computer and uh, p- computer and computer parts place. Yeah, online here in store. Can- yeah. The, the concept of them saying, no, we're only going to sell each customer five computers per year is just absolutely insane. Any business person wants to sell you as much product as you want to buy from them. They want to sell more, but it's hard to get things from China right now. Yeah, absolutely. And none of them, no business owner out there was like, you know what? We've sold enough pizza or we've sold enough hamburgers or whatever it's just absolutely insane so of course a government is being involved in this and other things governments are being involved in the social media out there today is a buzz about california evidently a few days ago they announced a ban on gasoline cars Hmm. and now they're asking residents not to charge electric vehicles i saw that too So with California's power grid under strain due to extreme heat and high demand, the utility grid operator is asking residents to avoid charging their electric vehicles. This comes days after the state announced a plan to ban the sale of gas-powered cars by 2035. Of course, gas-powered cars, they don't need to be charged, so they don't use electricity. The the article that I saw today was on Zero Hedge, and it was posted at like 1 p.m. today. But I had an update when I clicked on it like an hour ago, and it said the temperature in California uh, warmed up much higher than was expected. So it's like going on more for longer. So California is warning residents to prepare for voluntary energy cuts and other energy measures, such as turning down the air conditioning, foregoing electric vehicles, and all these other things for a period of excessive heat expected to last through Tuesday. Now, I'm a little confused here. I thought California was all about the windmills and the solar energy and all of that kind of stuff, none of which would be impacted by the heat. Is it? Are they suggesting perhaps that their green energy measures like the, the windmills and all of that are incapable of meeting the demand in California that we're about to see as a result of these increased prices? An excessive heat warning is in effect through much of Southern California with the National Weather Service warning of dangerously hot conditions that could climb as high as 115 degrees in some parts of the state. So that's hot. 115 degrees. Look. Yeah, but how many people live in the hottest part of the state? Isn't that like uh, Death Valley? I don't know how many actually do. And obviously they're not going to say. But like if I'm outside doing something and it's 115 degrees and I go inside and it's as hot as 78 degrees, I'm going to be upset. That's how you end up with people standing in the freezer door, like with their head inside of it, right? Trying to cool off. I did that when it was like 82 degrees here yesterday. And then Pat, full long duration heat wave. So this is going to last for a while, evidently is expected. 
through Labor Day. That's, that, I don't know, what's that, about a week or so? I don't know exactly when Labor Day is. Neither. It's in September. Yeah, a friend of mine said, oh, well, you know, we're going to do this around Labor Day. I'm like, can you give me an actual number date? Because that's useless to me. I don't celebrate your stupid federal holidays. Tell me what day it is, and I'll arrange that accordingly. But saying, oh, well, we're going to Boxing Day or yeah. whatever. That, like, thanks. Why don't you just give me an actual date? I think Labor Day moves around, too. It's like the second something or whatever. It's not always the same date, so yeah, I hate. I I would. That's I've even never worse, known. right? I know Beyonce's birthday is September fourth, but meanwhile, temperatures in California are expected to be ten to eighteen degrees warmer than usual, and of course, they're going to blame this on global warming, saying that the reason it's hotter is because of global warming or whatever. It's like, okay, well, okay. That aside, I wasn't aware that global warming was supposed to cause a ten to eighteen degree shift in the temperature at least this quickly. I was interested in your thoughts on the uh, UFO controversy going on. I know the New York Times, um, of all publications, uh, printed an article in 2017 talking about UFOs uh, being a potential outlier. Um, And then 60 Minutes also had a segment on it with, with Navy pilots actually talking about seeing what they're calling unidentified aerial phenomena. Um, what is the, the controversy? Coast. Well, it seems like anybody that wants to talk about it um, is eschewed, um, but there's actual lieutenant commander who's an O5, and there's some other co-pilots along with him that are talking about seeing you know, flying pills, uh, what they're calling t- flying Tic Tacs, um, the Navy actually released three unclassified videos that you can see on YouTube. You can see it on the New York Times that are talking about uh, UFOs or UAPs that defy physics. I don't know what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, I've seen uh, some of these videos. I mean, it's certainly compelling. I wasn't aware that there's a lot of... I know that certainly used to be the case, like during this, the 40s, 50s, all the way up into the 90s, the early 2000s, and even the early 2010s, if if you were a military person and you mentioned anything about, you know, unidentified aerial phenomenon, uh, UAPs or UFOs, unidentified flying objects or whatever, then that you were either laughed out of the room or it was ultimately destructive of your career that has certainly changed a lot in recent years you do have the the three videos as you mentioned released by navy pilots and stuff like that that are unexplained and they certainly seem to show some sort of aircraft that is beyond the capabilities of earth or human beings and i know congress recently they put forward some sort of bill i had it in my show prep but we never actually got to it and it was one of those ones that just wasn't interesting enough for me to keep as a tab open for the next six months until finally we got around to it they recently passed or introduced a bill that seemed to suggest that they do not believe that all of these unidentified aerial phenomena are earth based in origin and yeah. i think they used the term extra dimensional or extraterrestrial well, from a security standpoint, and you were the American government, and most Americans believe that you were, you know, unstoppable, the most powerful, the most technologically advanced entity out there, and suddenly you had these lights all over the sky that you couldn't explain or do anything about. And that's why you would think Russia would be like, United States can't do anything about these aircrafts flying over, you know, like all governments agree not to talk about it and to condemn people who talk about it. It's weird. 
I, I don't know if I haven't paid attention to what governments really had to say about it beyond that. I know there was the I mean, the one I think about the, about the most was the Roswell incident, right, where something seemed to have crashed and they were like, yes, this is a UFO. And then a few days later, they're like, oh, we're yeah, sorry. No. Turns out that was a balloon. It was a weather instrument. Yeah. Yeah. And and people bought it. Right. That that to me was that that was what told me that it didn't matter what actually happened. People were going to believe whatever lies the government told them. And if the government didn't tell them about it, then it didn't happen. There was the one over Texas a few years ago where something the size of a large, uh, small city seemed to fly over. I don't remember what Texas city it was. And they scrambled fighter jets to chase after it and they couldn't catch the thing or do anything about it. And. That was the end of it. And of course... I didn't even hear about that one. There's just so many. Not a single... Well, I don't know about this one. Not a single damn person whipped out their cell phone mm-hmm. and recorded a video of it, right? So, I don't know. In, in today's yeah, world, the- people not whipping out their cameras to record videos, I find that highly suspicious. Yes, one of the interesting things is the video that you've seen probably from the 90s and the aughts were uh, kind of grainy footage. So I can't tell, I, you know, my bias is that the um, some of them are potentially hoaxes, mm-hmm. but maybe some of them are not. I know Harry Reid, uh, he was a Democratic senator. Um, he was actually the uh, the lead senator in the, in, in the Senate um, in the aughts and the teens, uh, requested this. He was a senator from Nevada. Um, you know, he was laughed out of the room early on. But uh, he seemed to uh, get some headway in this. And then there was that there was the Senate report that was put out uh, last year. Um, And some of this seems to be um, I, I just can't tell if it's if it's real or not. I've read the operation. I don't even remember the name of it now. Project Blue Beam or something like that. It's this book that that claims that the U.S. government is going to use the pretext of an alien invasion, an extraterrestrial alien invasion, in order to clamp down and take control of Earth more strongly or whatever. But it was going to cause what a lot of people don't realize because they never actually bothered to read the book <laughs> is that it's not just this claim that the U.S. is going to have a false flag attack that is an alien invasion. No, if you read the book... It's it's a hardcore Christian nonsense. I was about to ask if it was because my parents believe in something like that, and I don't think they've ever read that book specifically, but I feel like I've heard them reference it, and definitely what you're describing is what my parents believe because of like Christian speakers on God TV and stuff. Yeah, it is entirely that, where it's, there, it's a pretext for the Antichrist to take over, and the book is badly written, it's completely unsubstantiated, there's not a single source through the entire thing, it's just some lunatic Christian envisioning some scenario that for the he's read the book of revelation and he's come to this conclusion and somehow somewhere he's concluded that there's going to be a fake alien invasion and he wrote a book about it and conspiracy theorists out there talk about it like it was leaked from the u.s government mm. like this is a real thing that they're going to do they've already Just because told it has us a name. they're planning it or whatever and i'm like dudes it's no it's nonsense just because it's project blue beam sounds governmenty well yeah but I mean, if the government was going, realistically, if the government was going to have an alien invasion, a fake alien invasion, they wouldn't call it Project Blue Beam. It would be called like Project Pistachio or mm-hmm. something like that. Because they, 
they, they don't name things so obviously that. Except I, I think Operation Desert Storm was pretty on the nose, but the rest hmm. of like. But I wasn't like secret. Like Paperclip is one that has nothing to do with paperclips. Right. That's generally the way they do things. It was. You don't want your code name to suggest at all what the project is actually about, basically. So that book, Project Blue Beam, complete nonsense. However, now we are hearing a lot about UFOs, and we do have these people coming out of the word work to say things like, ah, oh, see, we told you, we told you the next stage after this COVID-19, the, the, the scam-demic, they tell us. Now that next they're going to do the alien invasion. A recent congressional document has revealed plans to divide unidentified flying objects or unexplained aerial phenomena into two groups. Those that are understood to be human-made, in which case they're not really unidentified flying objects or unexplained aerial phenomenon, and those that are not. Uh, uh, explained, unexplained uh, flying objects? <laughs> that seems to be what they're suggesting. They're, di- they're dividing UFOs into two groups, one that are human-made and ones that are not. So does that mean like the ones that someone takes a video and they're like, well, look at this thing, and it turns out to be a satellite or whatever? Well, in that case, it's not unidentified. It's identified, right? No, but unidentified to the person coming out with the video. They're like, whoa, it's an unidentified flying object, and then later it comes That's not how something out. is classified as a UFO, though. <laughs> I mean, it has to be, you know, if, if no one out there is able to come up with an explanation of it or an <laughs> identity for it, that's what makes it a UFO. But just because I look get a picture of something flying overhead and I don't know what it is, does, it means it's a UFO to me. But, but if I was to submit it online and say, look, guys, a UFO, and someone was like, no, that's a, clearly a paper bag. But I just mean just an explained one. Right? Because when, what, how well, else would they be explained? It's not a UFO. It's yeah, that's explained. what I'm saying. Well, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And it's not a UFO anymore. Right. It also expands upon the scope of UFOs, which are no longer limited to just flying objects. Hold on. Mm-hmm. By redefining them as unidentified aerospace undersea phenomena, which is interesting because we've always heard the allegation that UFOs can go into the oceans without pulse or whatever. They, they enter the ocean as easily as they enter through, as easily as they pass through air or whatever. So evidently, their new definition of UFO includes crafts that are capable of operating under the sea as well as in the air. Hmm. Now, Sounds like some Bermuda Triangle stuff. It does. And uh, human beings understand these are two very, very different things. Uh, flying through the air is very, very different from swimming through the ocean. The document is an addendum to the Intelligence Authorization Act for the fiscal year 2023. It's apparently destined for a new... Why would they even say something like that? They tried to do a Superman spoof here that I tried to skip over it because it's just... <laughs> So cringy. Why would they even bother? And I wasn't successfully in skipping over all He's of it. He's an alien, right? Who? Superman? Superman? He is. One of my favorite lines from Futurama was uh, when they ended up taking their spaceship underwater. And someone asked the question, you know, how many atmospheres of pressure, because that's how they measure, you know, pressure on the outside of the ship. How many atmospheres of pressure can the ship maintain? And the professor goes, well, it's a spaceship. So anywhere between zero and one. And it's not something I would have thought about very often, but that's that's exactly right. You know, spaceships, ships that are built to travel through the air or through space or whatever, they're not built to, to, to withstand massive amounts of water pressure or just pressure on them in general because 
that doesn't exist out in space or out mm. in the air or whatever. But when they're underwater, they have all of that water weight crushing them. So it's a very different thing to have a ship that can sub- that can survive underwater versus a ship that can survive in the air or in space. Wow. So any sort of technology that is transmedium. All three. Yeah. It is a remarkable level of technology. Humans certainly beyond the capabilities of humans. None of our spacecraft that humans have sent out into space or to the moon or to Mars or wherever could possibly have survived underwater. And our jets and you know, the submarines are certainly not about to sprout wings and fly. I think that goes without saying. And the jets and the planes, the aircraft, they're not about to survive underwater either because these are just all very different things. And that's what transmedium means. A type of aircraft or a type of craft that can operate in all of these different media. And it makes sense now that they've actually bothered to explain it half an hour later. But that example itself... Oh, sorry, I skipped ahead a bit. NASA's moon landing program launchers would technically count as transmedium because they blast through Earth's atmosphere and then traveled through space. That makes sense as and well. And they get through, well, I, I don't know, does the moon have, an, no, the moon doesn't have an atmosphere, right? No. But even if it did, you know, it would be a thinner atmosphere than what is here on Earth. So it would have no issue cutting through that atmosphere. So I guess technically that makes sense. I, I would not have thought about them as being transmedium either. But sure enough, they do start out on Earth, they travel through the atmosphere, and then they can travel through space. So that's transmedium. But three is still pretty crazy. I, I didn't. I never even considered that concept. But that example itself shows why transmedium technology is so alien. We've only barely scratched the surface of how best to travel through the atmosphere. Bonnie's cup here uh, is a spoof on the X Files, or the poster that hung up in the X Files, or was just "I want to believe" or something like that, which. I don't know. It probably did not originate with the X-Files, but when I see that phrase and that poster-ish thing there, that's immediately what I think of. And only it's a porcupine on my cup instead of a UFO and it says, I believe. Oh, it says, I believe, not I want to believe. Uh, yeah, it just says, I believe. Okay. I, I think I want to believe is the regular one. I think you're right. That I was never what, thought of that. That was what they said in the X-Files, I believe. But I mean... It's interesting to see what's going on in the world out there in regard to UFOs and what people are saying about it. I remember a number of years ago, I learned that the capabilities of the United States military and their aircraft are generally about 10 years ahead of what we're aware they're capable of doing. Like uh, around Area 51, they started reporting, you know, triangular shaped UFOs and stuff like that. And then like a decade later, we're like, oh, yeah, there are stealth bombers now and the U.S. military have those. So it wouldn't and be those are triangular shaped. Yes, more, more or less. And it, so it wouldn't be terribly surprising to see a large number of the UFOs that people are talking about now are aircraft that we're going to learn about in, you know, another 10 years or whatever. Because some of these are like, oh, a human being could never withstand the G-forces of turns like that. Okay, but why, why would it be a human being? Why wouldn't it be, you know, an unmanned drone or whatever, mm. in which case it wouldn't be a concern? I mean, what gets me is when there are members of the Air Force and other military people that are seeing these things and they're unexplained, they're not reported in the military. So you'd, you'd tend to believe that it, you'd, if they don't know what it is, then it probably is from somewhere else. Those have certainly happened, and those are definitely among the most compelling cases. Like, you have the the astronauts who come out and say things like, oh, yeah, well, there were definitely extraterrestrials outside of the space station or whatever. It's like, dude, I don't, as a rational human being, I don't know how to process that. I, I can't believe you 
because you know you have no evidence. However, it, it, you are an astronaut and you did live on the space station. So, how? Who would know better than you whether or not you know aliens were out there? And then you have and NASA is so you know government infiltrated and bad. I mean, they, I, I could totally yeah, they lie about things. so much stuff. So they Photoshop pictures of Earth for no reason unless they're hiding something. The idea that there is life out there, even if that life only exists, you know, one out of every one hundred trillion times that you roll the dice, it has to come up with a, a hundred trillion sixes or whatever. There's still enough planets out there for there to be life thousands, millions, billions of times. It's an enormous universe beyond the scale of our comprehension. The question to me isn't whether or not there is life out there off of Earth. It's does that life, is it intelligent? Does it know that we exist? Does it care that we exist? And is it capable of traveling to us? Not to mention, if the... the grand scheme of things the lifespan of human beings is just like a a tiny it's like a day in the millions of years that the earth has existed right why would the existence of human human beings overlap with the existence of some other extraterrestrial intelligent life life form it just seems very unlikely not impossible but right like human beings we've only existed in our uh in our current state for a few hundred thousand years and probably won't exist much beyond that. I realize people out there, they want to think the humans are forever, but I, I tend to think that within a few hundred thousand years at best, humans, humans are just going to become extinct either through our own silly decisions or through an asteroid or whatever. They're, I think that all the time because people want to, you know, mix themselves with computers and dumb stuff like that. And we have nuclear power and yeah. stuff like that. I think about all that stuff. Yeah, there's no telling, you know, what millions of things could possibly happen that could annihilate the species. I, I don't think it's beyond, I don't, I don't think it's very likely that humans are going to live much more than, you know, 200,000 years from now. And the idea that I think that's being generous. Yeah. <laughs> and some other life form just happens to coexist at exactly that same time while also having the ability to travel to us. It seems very unlikely. Maybe as the universe gets older. The it, the likelihood of these lifespans, these life forms existing simultaneously would increase. But as it is right now, I think the universe is probably just too young. Yeah, there there is a theory, and I heard Terrence McKenna talking about it. And to try to just sum it up, it's um, after the Big Bang, which is like what people assume is the beginning of the universe. It was something extremely simple. Everything was way simpler, and things progressively, as it went out from there, got more and more complex. And to this day. Things get more and more complex. And he said, if you think about that on a scale of how far away the Big Bang is, like things are, will one day be getting just as complex as from here to the Big Bang in what is to us one week. And then things will get that much more complicated at the same exponential rate in like a minute. Humans, they need to stop disagreeing. They need to stop being petty and arguing like you look at things like the Flint, Michigan water crisis. I, I don't want to be the lefty or the socialist or any of that other nonsense. But when you look at things like the Flint water crisis, like how can human beings be so advanced and have all of this technology, all of this abundance, and we still can't get clean drinking water to people? And I look, I understand. Look, I, I don't want to. I, I understand. You know, no, no one is. No one deserves clean water just because they exist you know you don't have a right to clean water or whatever if they want clean water they should gonna get look i'm not saying otherwise i'm saying how can any moral person say something like that 
You know, the, the issue isn't whether or not they have a right to clean drinking water. The, the question is whether or not you think they should get it. Well, well the government is occupying that land and also not but know, that's, but that's, keeping see, the that's, water right. That's kind of irrelevant to me. People are dying because they don't have clean water. I don't care who's responsible for that. Can we get these people a bottle of water? Well, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It, it would be one thing if they these were people who just voluntarily, you know, uh, kept their pipes all messed up. I don't really know how it happened, but it'd be one thing. It was just a society of people who decided to do things wrong and then they, hey, we don't have water. I think people should still be charitable to those people and help them out. But it, it just seems like in this case, they definitely deserve the other parts of the government that occupy this land to give them water. Well, and also these people are being robbed through tax dollars yep. and clean drinking water is supposed to be one of the payoffs for their wages getting stolen, but they don't even get that. I mean, that's bare minimum. Like, clean drinking water is one of the, you know, bare, like, basic necessities that we need, you know, before anything else. Yeah. Drinking water is not really optional. And it, it's sad to say, that, you know, the, the United States government, that they have dropped the ball on this. And Flint, for those who are are not paying attention. The Flint, Michigan crisis is ongoing. They, they still haven't solved it. I don't think the situation has improved any. It's been about two years since I looked into it. But in, when I looked into it two years ago, the situation had not improved at all. And there was no reason to think that was ever going to change. I mean, it got its day in the sun. It went viral. People talked about it. And that was the end of it. And people stopped caring. The news is all about propping up the government. So they don't really want to point out when the government messes up. Yeah. But they That's they accused point. Trump of you know damaging the sanctity of the White House or whatever oh. by by having McDonald's delivered there or <laughs> well, eating McDonald's. What about there. a thirty thousand dollar hot dog supply being sent to the White House? Is that damaging the sanctity? Thirty thousand dollar hot dog supply <laughs> that happened yeah, during where, Obama, where they had pizza delivered to the White House from Detroit, Michigan, or something like that. Yeah, uh, and I don't thirty thousand dollars worth of hot dogs. Yeah, they 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 sh- they delivered pizza from halfway across a pizza from halfway across the country like that's not going to be good by the time it gets there there's no it's chance it was word. actually pizza yeah. no, well, no, that's, no a good, is, that's a good point too <laughs> no no one i'm so naive i'm like oh that pizza is going to be terrible by the time it gets there well from michigan to washington dc was it like 18 i hope it's a miles, take and bake something like that no. <laughs> But no, and it's sure enough there in the Podesta email somewhere. I I don't know how to find it today. It's something I looked into. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know how to find that particular email. This is $30,000 of not drugs. Honestly, I wouldn't even want to search Pizzagate online anymore and then like get somebody come to my house or something. Well, it's far more likely, as Nikki points out, that that they weren't involving children or anything like that. It was far more likely to have been related to drugs. Hmm. Or some sort of money trafficking, or I mean, know. they traffic children. So, well, see, I don't Nothing know that would they surprise do. me I mean, anymore. It, it could easily have been just drugs. Well, I but think it, it was certainly proven, wasn't pizza. It was proven that, like, I don't think Hillary Clinton was doing it, but some company she had was trafficking children in Haiti after the crisis. So, yeah, the Clinton Foundation. I don't remember exactly what was going on in Haiti, but there was something weird they were doing. I, I don't remember exactly all the specifics. I think they were just stealing from people. At least the Clinton Foundation was. I mean, there's no telling what all of these people are doing. They have their hands in so many different pockets. I mean, it's it's disgusting. Whether they're trafficking children or trafficking pizza, I don't know what they're doing, but it's probably evil and I don't approve of it.
Meanwhile, in Jackson, Mississippi, I've been to Jackson. It's not the part of Mississippi I'm from, and I would not choose voluntarily to go to Jackson if I had a choice. I've only driven through it, and I hate it so much. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to see there, but it is the capital of Mississippi. Evidently, they're suffering from a crisis similar to what was happening in Flint a few years ago. Nikki, you have that story. So what's going on down there? Yeah, so this article is from August 29th in Jackson, Mississippi. So they will go without reliable drinking water indefinitely, officials said on Monday, after pumps at the main water treatment plant failed leading to the emergency distribution of bottled water and tanker trucks for 180,000 people. The city linked the failure to complications from the flooding of the Pearl River, but Governor Tate Reeves, who declared a state of emergency, said the case was unknown and that the city-run water treatment plant had been uh, poorly operated and understaffed for years. Shocking. So Government poorly operated? (laughs) So they're blaming it on the flooding, which was probably just the straw that broke the Campbell's back. But clearly the water plant has been mismanaged and, you know, not kept up to date properly. You would think at some point these people in the South would, would recognize the dangers of flooding and would, you know, take measures to minimize the damage caused by said flooding. Yeah, I saw a story when I was looking for show prep where um, there was a hurricane a year or two years ago, Hurricane Ida. And there were people in uh, old folks' homes. I can't think of the real word for that. Nursing homes? Nursing homes. Uh, who died like throughout 12 days because they just got abandoned in these floods <gasps> of, of Hurricane That's Ida. That's so sad. It's really sad. So people just like didn't think to go check on the old people? Is yeah, it? they got well, left for 12 days and died. I mean, those places are staffed 24-7, so clearly... I think they evacuated, but not with the old people. I didn't read the story. Yeah. I wouldn't be terribly surprised to hear that. I mean... But That's then, in New Orleans, too, so it's also the South. But these are at least privately, supposedly privately run institutions, yeah, right? The, the government controls the water supplies. I don't know when human beings decided that the only way to have a water supply was if it was government controlled. Hmm. It doesn't seem to be working. When it does work, everything is fine and no one thinks anything about it. But when it doesn't work, there's no alternative. There's no solution. There, There's no hope for the people in Jackson, Mississippi or Flint, Michigan, because the government's solution is tanker trucks of water and bottled water. Not, and you know, Tate Reeve is probably right. This is an ongoing issue. There's probably nothing here that's new. Is there more to the story? Yeah, so there has been an update that... They, let me just find it. So I think a emergency pump... Yeah, emergency pump was brought to the water plant, and that was yesterday at 10 a.m. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15, warns Joe Biden. Wow. That's President Joe Biden, for those who don't remember. Now, this isn't the first time he said something like this. He said something similar recently. Didn't he say we have nukes or something? It was something along those lines. That sounds like a threat. I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was something very similar to that. Like, you can't fight the U.S. government. We have nuclear weapons or something like that. And now he's saying, look, if you want to fight the U.S. government, you need an F-15. This is related to... Is he talking about uh, Americans or other countries? He's talking about Americans. I was about to say, other countries have nukes, too, so I don't know. 
because this is related to a different story I have. If I'm, I'm not going to be able to find it, it looks like for whatever reason I closed out of it. But um, the, yeah, the, uh, people are suggesting that you know it's time to take on the FBI hunting Fed boys, as the article I accidentally closed out of, and that's what's related here. But first. Joe Biden is warning the brave right-wing Americans, if you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. Speaking from Pennsylvania on Tuesday, President Biden issued a message for, quote, brave right-wing Americans saying that they, quote, need something a little more than a gun to fight against the United States, giving instead the example of an F-15 fighter jet as something to use instead. Here's the exact quote. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping Americans independent and safe, you want to fight against the country? You need an F-15? You need something a little more than a gun, Biden told the crowd, referring to the Second Amendment, apparently. I I think they're wrong. I don't think he was referring to the Second Amendment, but whatever. Yeah, what? Biden, I mean, it's just their weird spin on it. I I didn't hear anything in there that could have been referred to as a Second Amendment. Yeah, that's confusing. But the thing is, he's acting like that the military would. I I don't think that most of the military is going to just F-15 bomb the United States for Joe Biden. I think think he's just out of his mind. No, I think they would. I when I worked as a slot tech as one of the casinos in Mississippi, one of the people there was a former contractor with the U.S. government. He had no reservation with telling me that, you know, if the president gave the order for them to kill America's citizens, that's what they're they're trained not to question. Yeah, they're trained to be just brainless order followers. The thing going on in Jackson, Mississippi, that's that's a common thing that happens down here. I don't know why it's on the news. Hmm. We still we still have water. You can still wash your clothes. You can still wash your dishes. But it's a a boil warning. You got to boil the water before you cook with it or drink it. I I was under the impression that their pumps were broken in Jackson. That no one was getting any water. No, they're get we're getting it. So, so it's just not clean, filtered drinking water, so people just have to boil it first before they use it? That's all it is. That's all it is. And and we get that two or three times a year. And and another thing, y'all, y'all covered so many things in such little time that I wanted to say, Hurricane Ida, nobody died in a nursing home. That was Hurricane Katrina. Mm, I saw it today on the news. And but- I- yeah, uh, I was in New Orleans. didn't you also say you're from Louisiana? Didn't you say you're calling from Louisiana, Billy? Because I'm yeah, just curious, because yeah. I got the article here from CNN that does, in fact, say exactly what, you know, we've been arguing with exactly what Nikki said, was that the water system, it's just, there is no water for them to boil. I, I think... No, my daughter, my, daughter, my daughter lives there. She's boiling water as we speak. And, you know, it wouldn't surprise me for CNN and all of these other mainstream media news sources to blow this out of proportion for whatever reason they, they want, whatever their agenda is. It really wouldn't surprise me you know, if they... They have, an, they have an agenda, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And it would not surprise me if they blew it out of proportion just, you know, for whatever their reason is. The Safer America plan. It was announced earlier this month. It looks to fund police departments. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds super safe. That's the government's solution to everything, right? So all of the leftists out there, the defund the police, the F the police leftists out there, your president's out there going, we yep. should send more money to police departments. See what you've done? And this was always what they were going to do. They had some plan 
The Biden administration's plan was modeled off of the plan that someone else had put forward a few decades ago that I think it was somewhere in Washington. But the result was just more police, higher gun crimes and all of them, higher drug rates, higher drug deaths and all these other things. We've already seen all of the results of this. So, of course. That would be the agenda that the Biden administration would pick. I mean, the the BLM people, they never supported Joe Biden, but they supported him over uh, Trump, which is just so dumb. I mean, I'm not saying that they should want Trump. I'm just saying they were like, this is what my grandma told me. My extremely leftist Californian grandma, she told me when I said I wish that they would just have Bernie Sanders run for Democrat, I'd run, I'd vote for Bernie Sanders. I mean, I wouldn't now. That was a couple of years. That was like three years ago. But my grandma messaged me and said, I don't like uh, Biden either, but we have to like she thinks I'm a Democrat. So she said, sure, because I'm young. <laughs> she said, we have to vote for Biden. It's what we have to do to keep Trump out of office. So like, oh, my God, it's just crazy to think that you should go against all your principles just to keep Trump out of office. It's crazy. As if Biden is any better than Trump, though. It's either way nope. they're it's they're just talking heads. It's the same thing. And people can't see that. And it's amazing because Trump passed a lot of gun control stuff, too. It's it is amazing, right? Nothing changed at all. No, it never does. But that doesn't prevent these people from out there. Thank God we have Biden now instead of Trump or, you know, the Republicans out there who insisting that now suddenly the country's going to hell in a handbasket and it's Biden's fault. It's like, dude, but there's nothing today that's fundamentally different from how things were four years ago. When we were under President Trump, nothing changed when we went from Trump to Biden, just like nothing changed when we went from Obama to to Trump. I'm not at risk when I go about my life at any given time of being attacked by an ordinary person. But from the American government, they've proven that they will attack me. And, you know, I want to tread very lightly when I when I say this, because I'm not advocating for any sort of violence, but I do advocate for self-defense. Yeah. Typically, when you're being attacked by the state, it is state agents coming to your house and trying to kidnap you or your children or trying to shoot you or your dog or whatever it might be. To defend yourself in that situation, you do not need any sort of aircraft. A gun will work just fine. That's true. But defending yourself in that situation is almost always a losing process. It's true. So, I mean, whether or not but you're it's- morally justified or what, you're... They're going to continue bringing in bigger and better guns until they overpower you. Yeah. Yeah. If they bring a bear cat, then a gun isn't going to work. Yeah. And I mean, if you try to defend yourself and they have to bring in a bear cat and you manage to find a way to disable that bear cat, they will bring in a tank. There's no limit. When I recently rewatched Games of New York, and you know, one of the things that glosses over here is that, you know, they brought in the Union Army to uh, oppress the riots, to stop the riots in New York. They did. They have, in fact, the American government has brought out the army to fire on American citizens in yeah. order to stop riots and things like that with cannons and ships and whatever. They'll do it again. They'll bring in whatever is necessary to to get you to obey. So when, when push comes to stuff, it's not worth it. Your best bet at surviving, and I hate saying it, is to submit and fight it out in court. And that's why I think that libertarians literally are the most um, oppressed minority. Sounds silly, but um, they literally are because the government is trying to make them out to be the enemies of the U.S. government. The U.S. government's the most powerful agent on Earth. No one else is getting called uh 
a domestic terrorist for their, a group that they ascribe with in the U.S. except people who literally advocate for violence and stuff like that. If something is a threat to you, I think that you should, you know, look at it. And that's, you know, positive. It, you should know that there's a train coming. You Then you can move. You know what I mean? I don't know. So the U.S. government has described libertarians as being, you know, uh, what, what was it, domestic terrorists or whatever. But these people are talking now about time to hunt Fed boys, meaning time to hunt FBI agents. They're not libertarians. Yeah, what, the Boogaloo people? Well, that, that's not what they're talking about here. They're talking about MAGA people who oh. are now upset about the federal oh, government. Because of, oh, because they raided Trump? Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying, right? And now you've got these idiots out there on 4chan and, you know, whatever yep. other social media platforms they're actually on saying, you know, it's time to hunt the Fed, FBI agents or whatever. Have like, fun. doesn't sound idiots. like an FBI agent typing that at all. I know, right? <laughs> well, I mean... The line between an FBI agent and an idiot is really, really narrow. And that's especially true when you get on the Internet. So it's hard to say which one of these are just idiots and which one of these are FBI agents. Like, there's a crazy amount of people that worship Ted Kaczynski on uh, the Internet right now. And they're always like right wingers who think they're libertarians, call themselves libertarians. And I don't think they're all feds. I think they are a lot of the times just idiots. There are certainly a lot of idiots out there. And people, a lot of people are just all talk. You think they're actually yeah. going to go hunt FBI agents? I doubt that. No, they're absolutely not. After FBI agents searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago club looking for evidence of multiple federal crimes and documents that Trump was never supposed to have in his private possessions. Good Lord, they're not going unbiased in this Yahoo article. Man, coming out <laughs> swinging. <laughs> Evidence of multiple federal crimes. He was never supposed to have these. Anyways, some of Trump's supporters struck a striking... Oh, God. Did they not even have an editor at Yahoo? But familiar refrain, it's time to kill government officials, they're saying. Research shared with the Daily Beast by Advance Democracy Incorporated fills in some of the landscape of what the FBI has characterized as an unprecedented threat environment. A reaction to what some legal experts consider the most serious legal threat facing the former president. Immediately after the news of the search broke, pro-Trump online message words begins to light up with graphic violent threats, some of them targeting specific FBI agents after their names were revealed in right-wing news reports. Well, Albuquerque, we're going to put on a, you know, the Frida Carlos. She was a famous a communist artist from Mexico, and they're going to have her life exhibit and all of her artwork in a building, you know, for the tourists. I just so, hate Frida Kahlo. I hate her so much. I don't know anything about her. She's everywhere. I'm going to pull up a picture for you guys. She's everywhere <laughs> in San Antonio because I think the, she lived there for the a while. The woman with the unibrow? Yeah, she has a unibrow, and she's just really ugly, and I hate how she did self-portraits. Like, okay, you can draw perfectly fine or paint perfectly fine just paint other things other than yourself because you're really hideous really ugly well you know, well you know what uh, Salma Hayek put on a, a, a movie made a movie paint um, How did this work? Because Selma Hayek yeah, is Selma gorgeous. Yeah, Selma Hayek is beautiful. I love Selma Hayek. This is Frida Kahlo. I'm showing it to Arya and 
Nikki right now. My sister is the mo- most obsessed with Frida Kahlo than anyone else on the earth. Like it's it's Why? bad. Is well, that, is that no a reason. painting or is that? Oh, a this is just an actual picture of her. So I, but, I would like to see an actual that. painting that she did. So, and I think part of her no, story is she got in an accident and then was paralyzed, I believe, and then that was her new outlet was to become a painter. But the important thing about was that she was a communist. And she was involved with the communist movement in Mexico. And then she actually had sex with Trotsky. Why is that the most important part, Sarah? She, she's an artist. Well, she created art. I imagine the last thing this woman wants to be known for is being a communist. Well, I don't know about being the last thing, but that's why she's memorable to me. That, okay. that her life kind of, because Trotsky was one of the founders of the communists in Russia. Would you have had sex with Trotsky? Out. She, I mean, it's amazing that she had an affair with Trotsky. They, they Why is that amazing? Together. W- would you have had an affair with Trotsky? Given I, the chance? You know what? I don't, I don't involve myself in that kind of a lifestyle anymore. You, you, know, you just think that it was a good thing that this woman did that? Oh, you, yeah, she just say it anymore, didn't no, she? <laughs> but she's important enough in the political movement. That's the politics of who she was. No more... Not so much that she was a lesbian or, you know. Or I thought her. you said she slept with Trotsky. You know, the planet we know is about 75% water. And of a, that amount of water, only 1% is drinkable without being treated. That's not a whole lot. Most of that water is locked up in our glaciers. Mm. So yeah. there is going to be water shortages coming in the near future and, and, and hopefully longer than, than closer. But you know, people are going to be fighting over water. It's going to be a, a a real good big commodity that we can't live without. You can survive about 72 hours without water. That's it. You can go months without food. But you know everything happens in our body with water. We are water beings. And, I had heard that about water shortages, but it was a number of years ago, and it was primarily through a website that was called the economics the economic collapse blog.com. It was actually a pretty entertaining website. I don't know if it still exists or not, but they eventually became... Uh, peddlers of Christian apocalypse theories, which is every everything is ultimately, you know, th- this is all foretold in the Bible. It's like, I, I want to hear more about why the economy is going to collapse. Can we get back to that? So, okay, well, but I, I haven't heard a whole. Go ahead. About Lake Mead. Have you seen what happened with Lake Mead? No. Lake Mead is, uh, is, is down to where you can see sunken boats on the bottom of it. I mean, the water is getting scarce in this country, more rapid than not. With these droughts everywhere, it's just, it's, it's terrible, you know. And uh, a friend of mine, Dr. Jackson, Mississippi, a friend of mine has a son that lives there that's 36 years old, and he contracted Legionnaire's disease, and they assuming it came from the water. And that's pretty frightening, if you ask me. If they're going to have people who have drank that bad water before it went out completely, and they start contracting bad bad diseases and ill health problems from it that's pretty frightening mm. he had to have fingers removed and in, 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 in other parts and uh 36 years old and i feel pretty <laughs> bad for him his dad just found out today yeah that's terrible will donald trump soon be indicted this is from judge andrew but napolitano it gives me no joy to write this piece even a cursory review of the redacted version of the affidavit submitted in support of the government's application for a search warrant reveals that Trump will soon be indicted by a federal grand jury for three crimes. One, removing and concealing national defense information, giving national defense information to those who were not legally entitled to possess it, 
and obstruction of justice by failing to return national defense information to those who are legally entitled to retrieve it. So apparently he had national defense information. And again, none of these people are even Andrew Napolitano doesn't seem to be talking about the standing order that existed in the Trump White House. And if he removed something from the White House, then it was automatically unclassified. When he learned from a phone call that 30 FBI agents were at the front door of his Florida residence and he decided to reveal this publicly, Trump assumed that the agents were looking for classified top secret materials that they'd allege he criminally possessed. His assumptions were based on gut instinct and not on a sophisticated analysis of the law. Hence his public boast that he declassified all the former classified documents that he took with him. So uh, Napolitano does at least reference that. Unbeknownst to Trump, the feds had anticipated such a defense and are not preparing to indict him for possessing classified materials. Even though he did possess hundreds of voluntarily surrendered materials marked top secret. So evidently this claim that Trump has made that, you know, anything he removed from the office was automatically unclassified. That seems to be holding up, or at least they're not going to pursue it because that's how these things work. They're instead going to indict him for, what was it again? Uh, Concealing national defense information and giving it to people who weren't allowed to have it and not returning that information. So he's not even being um, charged with possessing classified information. Twitch has banned a streamer for having sex while broadcasting live. Oh yeah, that's not a lot on Twitch. It is definitely not. <laughs> well, was it graphic or were they not showing what they were doing that they just were doing that? It's very unclear and <laughs> they took down the video so it's not like and I'm sure it's somewhere out there on the internet, but I can't be bothered to look for it because I don't particularly care. Twitch has banned a streamer after a clip of her trying to have sex. During a live Trying. stream. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she was not successful. <laughs> Kimika only opened her channel in July of 2022, so she's not even been on there for two full months. And until recently, only had a handful of followers on Twitch. Well, that, but overnight, she's become an internet celebrity for all of the wrong reasons. Footage of her having sex while streaming was shared on social media. With the most commonly shared portion of her live stream being somewhat ambiguous as to what she was doing. However, those watching the stream in real time grew suspicious as they noticed some weird movements and a change in Kamika's facial expressions. Now, I don't Okay, I want to watch this now. Yeah, I'm already really confused how you could have sex on camera and you're you're so uninterested in it that people <laughs> that who are watching yet? are like I, I can't tell right, <laughs> right yeah it's like, it should be obvious yeah it's like she was trying to keep a straight face it's like so moving forward on closer inspection some fans noticed a cheeky reflection on Kamika's window that revealed that her partner was standing behind her and seemingly getting down to business at another point the camera mm-hmm. caught her partner right behind her and it became more obvious what was going on how? Was she I'm just so looking confused. in the camera the whole time? Like, that's so weird. I, I don't know, and I haven't seen the video to explain it. I mean, to be able to describe it more clearly, but on closer... Okay, at another point... Sorry, moving ahead. Every single one of these paragraphs is one sentence. So if you scroll down to look for something or scroll up to look for something, you, you, get lost. you immediately yeah. lose your plot, 
your spot. Kamika reportedly spoke about the incident and claimed that it was a drunken accident and that she ended the live stream as soon as she revealed her mistake. Now, I know if you're set up to live stream, it's not impossible that, you know, someday someone down here in the studio moves something and they hit the stream button on the stream deck here and suddenly they're live streaming without being aware of it, right? You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.